Welcome to Urban Homestead Radio, preserving a homegrown way of life and inspiring others to bring the revolution home. Thanks to the support of our sponsor, Lehman's. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools, appliances, and home goods. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. Check out their website at lehmans.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway, right down there. Hi, homesteaders. I'm your host, Annie Derbez of the Urban Homestead in Pasadena. Hope everyone is safe, well, and having a wonderful summer despite everything. Um, Despite everything, we're doing well. Uh, Garden is growing. And speaking of what's growing on in the garden, today I have my brother and head farmer, farm box manager, jack of all trades, uh, I don't know, wear many hats of, here at the, of, um, of the Urban Homestead. So Justin, um, you pretty much run the farming operation and everything else, so thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I think the last episode we talked was, uh, the episode was uh, farming in the time of Corona. Uh, three months later, we're still, still farming in the time of Corona. So, uh, and I think we talked about then the challenges that there were no restaurants and caterers, and we had thought at that time, it summer things would start letting up, people start reopening. But unfortunately, our clients have not, um, you know, uh, opened. So it leaves us in a kind of uh, interesting predicament. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's really weird because we've been selling produce, uh, edible flowers, herbs, salad mix, just some of these customers for 25 years, and through no fault of their own or a fault of ours, um, they're closed, you know. So it threw off our, definitely threw off our planting, harvesting, picking schedule. Um, We have a lot of these herbs growing that were grown especially for uh, the private party kind of uh, crowd and so now we have to figure out uh, do we keep them do we grow new things do we try new things and then especially when they canceled the new year's uh, rose parade it's not affecting us it wouldn't affect us directly but it would affect our clients Uh, the caterers uh, would do the parties the new year's parties and so yeah we're sort of kind of scrambling what to plant um, if we can't sell that for the next six months or more, so that's going to be interesting. I TBD. know. So yeah, it's like you, we've had twenty over twenty, like you said, twenty five years. We had this, you know, uh, we plant this for this season. Um, you know, spring we planted the stuff for spring, but then we the edible flowers and the herbs, and you didn't have any, you know, spring weddings. You didn't have any graduations. No Mother's Day, no Father's Day. So all that went to, I wouldn't say waste, but it was didn't end up uh, the income because the income from the catering and um, restaurant clientele are pretty much. A chunk of uh, our, especially during that the, three the months. yeah that three months spring and maybe a little bit in fall is a bit big chunk of change for the for the farm. Yeah, but the, ironically or whatever, it was they shut down everything during the peak Mother's Day weddings, graduation, um, April, May, June, and during those three months, we could bank uh, some income because of the parties and weddings that they were having. Um, unfortunately, we haven't sold much of the herb mixes and the edible flowers. So the question is, do we grow edible flowers in the fall if there's no market for them? Um, 
I think our joke is, yeah, you can eat a whole bowl of them, but you know, you can't <laughs> uh, really. Yeah. It's, uh, but it doesn't. Yeah, in terms of dollars, it doesn't. But speaking of dollars. Um, the farm box program is, is, like you said, going from 10 sources of income-ish, let's say, you know, workshops, tours, classes with the school kids, um, and the farm box. And now we're down just to the farm box program. And the farm box program is growing when we appreciate the support from our um, the community. So we've grown to how many boxes now? It's average about 150 a week. So we went from 50 pre-corona to 150 post-corona. It's been about steady for the last several months. Um, we've lost some really good clients, uh, customers, because they um, their circumstances change and move. And they're moving because of COVID. Yeah. So like long time people are saying they're moving back with their family to to, to ride to back it out. east or yeah. up north to Oregon and stuff like that. So, so it's we hate to see them go. They've been seven years, I think, mm-hmm. some of them seven eight years, and. But things are changing. They have to take care of their families. So we yeah, got to take care of ours. I know. I mean, it's not. I've talked to some of them. You know, why stay here if you don't have a job? Rents can't afford. So go back to your family, ride it out, and then see what happens after this. Um, so speaking of uh, what's, hap- what's happening is it's the middle of summer. And it's August. Uh, for some reason, this week uh, it was August, mid- mid-August. It's pretty been pretty mild. So of course, it's going to go back up to the... We're going to peak into the, this weekend into 100 degrees, but it's been a relatively mild um, growing season. So tell me a little bit, like maybe the challenges that you've had to face this summer, some things that grew well, some things that didn't grow well. The cucumbers probably haven't have been a surprise. I don't know how you say that. It was like our best year in maybe five to ten years. They were six to eight feet tall. The cucumbers were two feet long. Um, unfortunately, they get mildew and stuff like that, so we had to take out a first batch and plant another batch. Um, it's a little risky now to plant because it's like, oh, three months, that gets us to October, and we can be warm enough for the next crop of cucumbers, but it's too hot to plant some of the fall crops. Um, the tomatoes look good. I did see some spider mites on the tomatillos, so I pulled them out. What else? The Trombacino squash is doing the full figs coming in nicely. Guavas look good. Um, and peppers. Peppers yeah. as usual. But. Um, speaking of uh, pests and stuff, did you have, did you have any problems, uh, different um, pests this year um, that you didn't, you know, was there something, Was did something like this season, did it grow right? Was things off? Was it on schedule? Was it off schedule, you know, compared to other growing seasons? Well, due to the mild somewhat mild uh, weather we were able to get salad mix sort of into july which our target date is july 4th for most of our salad mix we were able to get it a few weeks past that unfortunately i thought you know i said oh you know no bugrata for a long time and then they and then we had a heat wave and of course they showed up and they uh, decimated the brassicas so um had to take them out but it was risk it was my what do you call that risk mm-hmm. to plant it so it was it was a gamble mm-hmm. i got a, a couple pounds out of it and then I had to pull them out give them to the chickens and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it was it was expected but a little bit later than expected yeah um, so like i said we're here in august so august and everything after what's what's gonna come up uh what, you know what are you pulling out what are you starting to plant mid we're in mid-august so what's what's the the succession planting schedule going to be like 
I think I'm gonna write out the tomatoes. I'm not planting any more tomatoes, but I'm planting more pole beans, cucumbers, and what else? Some Swiss chard, a little bit heat tolerant in the shade of the tomatoes. Use them on the north side of the tomatoes. Cast a little bit of shade for the some of the greens. Some summer greens like endive, uh, Caribbean spinach, amaranth. Uh, the goosefoot, of course, takes over the whole yard. The basil didn't do too well. I was disappointed in yeah, the basil. Yeah, what happened with that? Tell me. I mean, like I don't know I said, if it was the different varieties. A different variety I tried, um, but the mildew got them. They look good. They look good. From but, the top, they look good. And then all of a sudden, there was. We but had then a cooler, you turned under the leaves, and there were sort of like. But a, it was overnight. Yeah. They look good, and then they had the mildew, and then I had to pull them out. So, fortunately, last year I did better on the basil. I don't know if it was. Because I'm busy, busier, or distracted, um, or it was a different variety. So I had to. I'm trying another batch. Maybe it was a. Speaking of busy, how are the um, interns working out? We have about what eight now. How how are they helping I out? I think we had up farm? to twelve, and then some came twice a week. So it was like twenty, twenty volunteers or interns coming per week, and then of course, it varies because they are volunteers and they come in the time. So it was good, like five. To twenty a week, you know, average. So, um, how are they helping you? Are they? Is it? Are they? Um, you know, learning. Uh, I mean, I've heard. I think. I mean, I've I've heard, of course, because we interviewed a couple that they're learning a lot of things and have they been uh, helpful in you know the you know like the growing success of the garden of like keeping on top of things. Oh, de most definitely, because I don't. I, they help me stay on top of the things I haven't. I don't have time to get around to. Um, Certain volunteers like compost or mixing compost or turning compost, and other ones like soil block making, so they keep the succession planting growing, going and growing. Um, others help with picking and packing for the farm boxes. Um, we did lose some to uh, change in circumstances. Uh, summertime and summertime back to and, mo and moving back home. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't. I, Oh yeah, but like one of our volunteers, she's moving back to yeah, she's moving back to England. She's like, I'm done. So yeah, it's there like, was no no job. Last person turn off the lights. Yeah, <laughs> so that was, but they definitely help um, do a lot of the. When they, I definitely know when they're not there because <laughs> I have to do okay. a lot more. Um, but yeah. hopefully they're learning. Um, come some of the ones that have been around for a year or two. I basically, they have free reign to do what they want. Um, I say this is what needs to be done, and they pick and choose what they want. Others just make themselves at home, uh, taking care of uh, soil blocks or watering. Some and, don't even want to leave. It's yeah, like, you know, is, they're still they, here. Yeah, I go back two, two or three hours, and then they go home with the, some produce. So and they're then they, happy. They pick their own produce, so it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, been, food is our great, currency. They've um, been a great bunch. So they give they give in time, and we give in food. So um, we appreciate that. Uh, let's see. The talk. We we got an email from um, one of our fans. She. It lives in New Mexico. She came to one of our tours back in January, and we do miss uh, the tours, our once a month tours. It was very um, nice to share, share and show people around. Um, and we'll talk more. Like I said, we have a lot of improvements that have been going on because, like I said, we're stuck at home, stuck at the homestead, sort of. And uh, we figured, hey, let's do stuff we wanted to get around to doing with no distractions, no workshop distractions, no school scout groups, no tours. So. 
Um, we've been doing a lot, and you can follow, I think, some of the stuff, uh, pictures I posted on Instagram. But this this lady, she, um, like I said, lives in New Mexico, and she said, um, I was, she asked that if we could, on one of our podcasts, talk about what you're growing in the summer heat. So you mentioned that. Uh, again, it was tomatoes, cucumbers, eggplants, uh, beans, squash, squash. Beans. But I think she said anything else. Uh, lima beans is a... Uh, Years ago, we had very good success with these Christmas limas. Um, I sort of dropped the ball in the last couple of years planting them because I didn't have time to pick them. But with the volunteers, I uh, made a concerted effort to um, grow them. So they're on the fence. So the limas, Both fences, right? the Christmas limas, they grow about 8 to 10 feet tall. Mm -hmm. They love the heat. Um, so the Christmas tree limas. So Christmas check, limas. Or Christmas limas, limas sorry. Yeah, they Christmas look limas. like when they're... Dry, they look red and white. Oh um, yeah, so they're seed. They're, they're yeah. This is yeah. so they grow eight to twenty foot tall. The, they don't mind the heat, and they seem to um, take care of themselves. There's some aphids maybe um, later in the season, but yeah, because that is a challenge. When like like you said, anything besides squash, peppers, and cucumbers and tomatoes. What? Yeah, there's really. In summer, in the summer months, there's. I mean, there's peppers. Oh, there's hot I mean, peppers, sweet peppers, yeah. bell peppers, shishito mm -hmm. peppers, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Hungarian peppers. All sorts of there's. And there's a, what's that hot that hot tolerant um, amaranth? Remember that one that we used to grow. The Caribbean spinach. No, it was blonde. Yeah, it was white amaranth. Yeah, white amaranth. Um, called Kalaloo. Um, I bought some white amaranth seeds because I didn't have them. But they turned out to be green amaranth. Mm. So I have the green amaranth, have the red amaranth volunteering all over the place. And then I have the Caribbean spinach, which is like a variegated amaranth. And they love the heat. Mm -hmm. um, so I have that growing growing all over the place, basically. Mm. Um, the basils, there's uh, holy basils, there's citrus basil, there's purple basil, there's yeah. Italian basils. They love the heat. Oh, and herbs, too. Mints. Mm -hmm. um, what else Rosemary. Oh, uh, sunchokes, uh, right. Jerusalem artichokes. Their their little yard is full of them. They volunteer and they come back every year in the same bed. They love the heat. They don't need much water. Um, they grow eight to ten feet tall. They're not for the small yards because they can get pretty good. And then the squash, Thomasina mm -hmm. squash. We have it over a trellis. We like because you use them green as zucchini, and then if you miss them, miss them, and they grow too big. Then they turn, they dry, and they turn into butternut type squash and they yeah. store for a year so one plant two uses summer summer squash and it vines so unlike zucchini this one goes up and over the pathways on the north side of the house and it shades the house um, from the heat it produces squash blossoms produces like i said two harvests and it's pretty well fairly mildew tolerant mm -hmm. so um that's, yeah. it looks pretty good so, all right, so she also has a second part to the question. I'm also, a garden's infested with leaf miners and wonder if this happens to you and how you deal with it. I'd really love to know. The leaf miners really, really, in the last five to 10 years have bothered the citrus. So we have some blood orange trees, we have some lemon trees. Um, and you read about them and they said it does not affect the harvest mm -hmm. but it makes the plants look like crap so what you could spray is spinosad it's organic omri listed um s-p-i-n-o-s-a-d and it treats leaf miners now 
if you won't you can't really tell if it's dead or alive after spraying it so you might have to remove the tips uh, or the leaves and sp spray it or before and after or whatever but spinach fat definitely works it's just it could be pricey costly um, you have to decide that and you have to keep on top of it mm -hmm. so yeah organic growing organic is, is a challenge and especially with, with the way we do it everything is in you know tight small spaces square inch multi-storied so um there's little room for error because everything is on top growing on top of each other and um like if you came to our yard now it looks like a jungle um can't see from one side to the to the next and it's and it's uh, overgrown i think even one person mentioned that you know it smells different and they can definitely tell you know it's cooler in our in our place so definitely you know uh, renewing the air um around us so that's yeah, that's great there's a lot so of birds long, too yeah, yeah. So people long. notice that when they come the the amount of birds the butterflies and the bees i mean our garden is alive and so not only we're we growing food but you know and that it's beautiful but we're also providing a sanctuary for all the wildlife and um yeah and you've been doing some new projects um like you've been doing, you have, you're doing some bees, you've got a observation hive, it was supposed to be for the kids, but you're gonna put that, hang that so that people can uh, see the bees. What else uh, new projects are you doing? I got a wheatgrass sort of fodder system, uh, soilless, uh, true wheatgrass for the cat grass or for the chickens. And that worked out pretty good. The first batch I, the instructions said plant one tray every day for a week and I didn't listen of course and I planted all ten trays <laughs> and so it's a lot of wheatgrass it's supposed to have been staggered so this time I planted two trays a week so cool. <laughs> uh, hopefully I learned my lesson but it was beautiful I had a lot of trays of wheatgrass it was gorgeous yeah, it was supposed to have been staggered they all came mm -hmm. due or they all were ready at the same time so that and then we're upgrading the chicken coop so um, what do you say, the western edge of the garden, some of the cor corners of the yard, so the compost pile, chicken coops have been upgraded, um, corners that we haven't touched in a while mm -hmm. due to being busy and things, so we're able to get to the three of the corners, <laughs> there's still one corner that I haven't touched yet, um, yeah. and it's sort of overgrown with blackberries and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, well, that'll, so. probably, uh, that'll be probably a fall project when mm -hmm. everything comes down and just kind of cut back and kind of see, you know, where the... And that's what happens when we... Um, and we tell people when they come to our tour is every growing season we take stock at the end of the summer into the fall months. We take stock of the edible landscape in, in the front yard and in the, in the, in the garden in the backyard and, and see what grew well, what didn't grow well, change things up, hack things back. I mean, you do really hack things back and that's um i think some of the successes as uh I, I think one of the volunteers questioned your hacking back of the fig he was very uh horrified at um method to your, your you're butching the, the the tree fig back to and yeah, he just yeah, was and so that you told me what did you tell the story you said you you even started questioning yourself tell yeah me, tell i mean it's uh dad had his way of pruning fruit trees Trying to keep them small, uh, how do you know small? Uh, Low, compact, so that you can pick, yeah. compact, so where you can pick them. Um, we can't just let it grow crazy. So we had Jed prune the guavas and the pomegranates and the figs, and 
citrus and stuff like that. So the in over winter when the fig lost his leaves and I was pruning it, I was c- copying what I was taught by Dad and he's one of our volunteers. Didn't quite didn't <laughs> quite understand what I was doing. So I was like, yeah, what am I doing? Because it's you know Dad's been gone for four and a half years. So I was like, oh, is this what I'm trying to remember? And so I doubted myself and I said. And I said, okay, let me just sit, sit back a bit and think about it. And I said, no, this is how we do it. So you cut this it back how to how it. you do it. And, and then what did he, he came back yeah, about a week credit. ago. I yes. gave him credit. So he, he came, came back, back and he, po- he said he was wrong and he apologized <laughs> for questioning it. And the tree is loaded with figs as per usual. And it looks beautiful. Yeah. So at the time, I mean... Every person, I joke, you know, you talk to 10 beekeepers, you get 11 opinions. You can talk to 10 gardeners and probably get the same 11 opinions. But if what worked for us for the last, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, I just copied it. Yeah. And was it, you know, is it the proper way to prune it? Mm-hmm. But know. it works for us. Well, but speaking of works, yeah, some, like, we, some things that we talked about, just because some things work for 25 years, like our business worked for 25 years or something, and you know other aspects of homestead. So just because something worked for twenty five years doesn't mean it works now because of the changing times. Um, you know we're having to evolve, adapt. Uh, you know change in midstream, uh, do all sorts of things, and, and just take stock of what the situation is. The question is. is, if let's say a miracle happens and the economy opens up and goes boom, and everybody wants edible flowers. Uh, so too late. You, you, you take, take two minutes. Three yeah. months, two uh-huh. or three months to grow them. Yeah. So you say, okay, let's say Valentine's Day. Not like Valentine's a cake, you Day. can bake it. Yeah. Let's say Valentine's Day. Let's say, do you grow flowers for Valentine's Day? Okay, maybe it's not New Year's. Do you grow uh, flowers for Valentine's Day? Or do you grow flowers know, for Mother's, Mother's Day? Day? Yeah. And since we don't have that much space to say, oh, um, well, I mean, we have the roses growing because they're perennial and they come back. And... The nasturtiums will grow, and I grow marigolds for the uh, companion planting and beneficial insect kind of thing. But do you? How much money do you invest in pansies or bachelor buttons or Johnny Jump Ups? And say we grow fifty, five hundred plants. Yeah. Do we do that again? But you have to justify growing it. But if you have to start now, to say oh. We'll sell flowers in Valentine's Day or Mother's yeah. Day, and so that's that's the million dollar yeah. question: is yeah. what figure out what we can sell <laughs> in the next um, three to well, four. Well, we months. definitely know food, so that's the thing. We're yeah, the front yard food. is changed. The front yeah, yard. Yeah, the front yard that, was We took more, out that pineapple yeah. guava, and that also helped the fig tree. That produced more vegetables or squash. There, there's lima beans in the front yard. There's uh, some Andean tubers, uh, yacan in the front yard. There's uh, these little Mexican gherkins, uh, cuca melons in the front yard, and so there's more vegetables than there's ever been in the front yard. But we still have a lot of African blue basil, which we would sell for 25 cents a piece, and we have a couple hundred plants of those. So do you keep them? Do you pull them out? So that is a question. So that is the million dollar question. That is a question. Or, so one of the questions I had was, you know, like I said, what, um, you know. The future is a question, uh, for sure. And um, as we, you know, as summer winds down, uh, we're gonna have to take stock in what we're gonna be growing for the fall and winter months, and what are we gonna be, you know, s- selling. Uh, if it's just farm boxes, and that's then so be it. Um, we'd love to, um, you know, 
hear from our you know listeners and fans so if there's questions that you have for us please reach out send us an, an email at info at urbanhomestead.org and we'll m- maybe read one of your questions on air um, and when we have Justin here so hopefully we'll have Justin back pretty soon because we can uh, definitely talk more about gardening and growing and homestead happenings and by that time probably be transitioning from summer to fall and what you know we'll see what what it is in the next couple weeks um do you have any last things you want to say um talk about uh like what would you you know we're thankful we're thankful for our network of farms and farmers that have helped us uh, with the farm boxes we're grateful for the volunteers and interns who have helped us grateful for the customers that continue to support us through these times so we're grateful for that we also uh, like to know that people um, people everybody has to eat Mm -hmm. so whether you're left or right or up or down um, we all have food in common so uh, dad's uh, goal was to feed the world and hopefully we're uh, carrying that on so so hopefully people are inspired. Uh, hopefully your gardens um, are growing with abundant food and surplus and you're you know, cooking amazing dinners at home and you're um, canning, preserving, and all that good stuff. Um, what are some of the things that we're, you're going to be maybe tackling um, new projects maybe come this fall and then we can... Uh, and maybe um, then Hopefully the- bring back aquaponics mm-hmm. and fish farming. Fish farming, I think we even talked about maybe a duck aquaponic system, yeah. whatever that is. Maybe put a duck pond that recycles the the water into uh, a and then upgrade bed. upgrade some of the parts of the yard. Maybe some of the trellising, uh, the refrigeration. There's always room for improvement there. Uh, hopefully, we're uh, small enough, smart enough, and quick enough to adapt. Um, the, the adaptation was we had set up the garage for workshops, classes, and music events. Music, musical events, and it ended up being our packing house. Um, and for the farm boxes. Yeah, so it outgrew our little patio area, our little tables, so we have shelving in there. So it didn't go according to plan, and I think most people's uh, life doesn't have <laughs> I don't think this year had gone according, according to plan, plan at, at all. all. Yeah, so. so. Um, so and I think, yeah, so it's, it's just adapting. Yeah. You adapt or die, and hopefully we're smart enough to, and quick enough to uh, change with the times. And But we do, we've been growing food for a long time, and mm-hmm. we're trying to continue to grow food. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, you know, grow when, where, how, um, <laughs> the market, uh, how to stay in business. There's a lot of people hurting out there. Um, it's tough enough for a small business to survive yeah. in a good economy, mm-hmm. uh, it's very hard for a small business to uh, stay in business in a bad economy. And this, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's really bad out there for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. And we're grateful so. for um, the support. And, yeah, uh, we're grateful that we have, uh, you know, that we have purpose to, you know, get up, um, feed the animals, uh, do the garden. So we're grateful for that purpose. And the purpose is the garden. If we didn't have the garden. Um, I don't know where you know we'd be because it keeps us grounded and it keeps well, a us a lot of the volunteers there would be they came back mm-hmm. or they come two or three times a week because they're stuck at home 
and mm-hmm. whether it's apartment or they need to get out of the house and it's it's a it's a beautiful place to live mm-hmm. and work well mm-hmm. you can't call it work I don't <laughs> call it work this is um, so yeah it's it's challenging um, our day-to-day schedule really hasn't changed uh, it's who we sell it to and um, what we sell has changed mm-hmm. but our day-to-day uh, farm life they've been doing for a long time mm-hmm. um it's a little bit more pressure a little bit more intensive yeah those those two di- three days in the middle of the week man yeah. tuesday wednesday thursday but they're what 14 hour days for you yeah. um, that's a slow day <laughs> or wait <laughs> 20 it's 25 hour hours 20, like yeah, i said one time i just yeah. worked 25 hours a day <laughs> she said i worked 25 hours a day i said thank you very much it's <laughs> mathematically impossible, but, but I'll take it. Because you seem to work when we're nobody, and it's like you're still working. So. Yeah, so but it's it's uh, wow because they're customized boxes and it's just Each the time it takes. And then so um, growing yeah. things, but I love what I do, so I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. It's grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah. a lot going on, um, so, and yeah. lots of Halloween. Hopefully, uh, yeah. still going on. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll still be around. In a couple of weeks, and we appreciate you tuning into the podcast. Thanks for having me, but I think you didn't have a choice. But. Well, everybody wants to know about gardening. I mean, we should I tell you, keep telling you, you got to put some videos and stuff because everybody has questions for Justin and what, what's growing, you know, what are we doing and what's happening and what's, it, what's happening at the homestead. Yeah, what's well, growing? I mean, that it is, it is interesting to see, like, we had some Occidental interns and stuff that I've been doing my whole life. Uh, growing things or turning over beds, uh, the method to dad's madness or method to our madness, how we grew things. For years and years and years, people are uh, amazed at <laughs> what we do. It's like, you don't know that? I mean, yeah. I've grown up this way, uh-huh. so I have to step back so and take it out. It's take amazing a, to watch them be amazed. Yes, so. and, and it helps, you know, maybe just be so... To know how blessed we've uh, mm-hmm. been. Yeah, for. sometimes you don't know because you're in it until somebody from the outside says, "Wow." You know? Yeah, because like said, I said, what, we see, what happened? Yeah. Exactly, because here when you come to the homestead, guess what I see? Oh, I got to do that. Oh, that I got to clean that. I got to do that. I got to do that. <laughs> and, blah, 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 blah. and then they just see, "Wow." Yes. So, all right. Speaking of wow, uh, we'll come to the end of the podcast, and uh, hopefully, there's some wows in your life. Um, and yeah, think like I said, you might not notice it, but other people do and so we have to be grateful for what we do have and like i said again hopefully everyone is safe and well and um, that they keep on growing because that's all we have to grow hope so until next time see ya let's go down to the urban homestead pasadena by the we love to hear your feedback right or questions visit us at urbanhomestead.org to check out what's happening on the homestead Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next time, keep on growing.